Welcome to episode 173 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Dougherty. <laughs> Hillary! It feels like it's been a year. I know. I hate it. I saw I you last night and I was like, oh, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you in two weeks. It's it's weird. It I don't like it. Weird. I don't like it. I don't either. I tell you. But so much to talk about. So too much. much. Too much to talk about. Yes. Um, I mean, let's just go from the top, which okay. is my favorite of all time. And you know this. And you know this. Uh-oh. It's the story that never ends. Uh-oh. Oh, the Disney? A fairy tale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have that on. I have that on my list, too. It's so funny. Yeah. So... DeSantis, because of, well, you've, I'm not going to rehash the whole thing, but because of the deal that that board made where they effectively left the new board powerless at Reedy Creek, um, DeSantis vowed that they we're going to overturn it. And the second that it goes through the legislature here, um, they get they get uh, slapped with a lawsuit yeah, from Walt Disney Corporation. It's so and funny. And they're suing DeSantis and other top people in the administration who allowed this to happen. And I want to read two things from the lawsuit. Oh, I have a quote from the lawsuit that too. I thought was really good. So the first one says, Disney finds itself in the re- this regrettable position because it expressed a viewpoint the governor and his allies did not like. Disney wishes that things could have been resolved a different way. But Disney also knows that it is fortunate to have the resources Ooh. to take a stand against the state's retaliation, a stand smaller businesses and individuals might not be able to take when the state comes after them for expressing their own views. In America, the government cannot punish you for speaking your mind holy shit yep and this is kind of what we had talked about before like the whole thing is to intimidate other corporations and businesses from taking a stand and saying we're not going to allow guns in our businesses right. or we're not going to allow this to happen we're not right. going to allow that to happen right and so it was really incredible to me that that was one of the things that they said in here and also yeah. that and they the- have the resources to do it where other Companies won't have those, don't have those resources, you know? And and the language of targeted campaign of government retaliation. Yeah. I mean, that's huge because that's what he's doing everywhere. Not to just to Disney. He's doing it to our schools. He's doing it to businesses who want to have a drag performance and like taking liquor licenses away. Like he's doing this everywhere he can. So I think it's really amazing and incredible that Disney is able to go up against him because I just feel like this guy is such an asshole. Yeah. You know? Um, and the other thing that I love about the story, I don't know if you were going to mention it, mm-hmm. is the book. Yes. They're using quotes from his <laughs> own book. They're using quotes from his own him. book. They get the DeSantis memoir. Yes. Oh my God. And, so fucking um, good. basically, um, he was bragging in the memoir about how he went after Disney mm-hmm. following, you know, the whole parental rights bill. Like this is how it all started is with that parental rights bill and right. education and the whole don't say gay and right. LGBTQ. And then they had like a parade or something at Disney or yeah. there were employees. I, I don't remember <laughs> the catalyst, um, but something um, around that. And um, I think it says in the lawsuit, this is the quote that I had was governor DeSantis's memoir attacked Disney's speech and petitioning activity for expressing the wrong viewpoint and promising to work to repeal the bill. Uh, the company was pledging a frontal assault on a duly enacted law of the state of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my favorite. Here's another one at the governor's uh, behest, the state legislature who, by the way, 
should also be named in this. Anybody who voted to yes. take those rights away from Reedy Creek, and which is basically who they're punishing, is that that governing board. They should all be swung into this lawsuit because the governor doesn't make laws. He just signs them. He doesn't write them. He doesn't create them. He doesn't vote on them. He just signs it. And those goons that he has in the Florida House and the Florida Senate that were doing everything in their power to give him everything that he wants, they, they're, they're responsible. Idiots. But they're also responsible. They're the ones who wrote it. Okay, so Randy Fine, Representative Randy Fine, who's Ugh, an absolute him. dog shit motherfucker. <laughs> dog shit. He's a worse last than dog year, shit. Last when year, this, when this thing was going throughout special session last year, we had a House rep named Carlos Guillermo Smith from Orlando who's been voted out since then but he's running for state Senate now. Mm -hmm. um, he, so what the Democrats can do because we have no power there, right? There's no, they have a supermajority right now, but they've had a majority for 20 years in Florida. So what the Democrats responsibility, what the responsibilities are is to ask the questions on the floor and in committees to get things on the record. Because then the ACLU, the NAACP, all these organizations, uh, um, League of Women Voters, right. can sue on certain right. issues based on what the legislators said that this, the intent of the bill is, right? And they like to leave it very vague so that teachers they, yeah. don't know what to do with books and what right. will happen to me if I say this. It's very, very vague. So, but... Democrats got a lot on the record. And so Carlos Guillermo Smith in a committee had Randy Fine, you know, running for his life, defending this stupid fucking thing last year. And here's one of the quotes that, which was really important, that is now in the lawsuit against Ron DeSantis yes. is Randy Fine's own fucking oh, words. Oh God, this guy's such a... <laughs> yeah. So they talked about it and he said, at the governor's behest, this is in the, this is directly from the lawsuit. At the governor's behest, the state legislature first v voted to dissolve the longstanding uh, RCID, which is Re Reedy Creek, then ultimately voted to give near complete control of Reedy Creek to the governor himself. As the, Florida, as the Florida representative who introduced the Reedy Creek Dissolution Bill declared to the Florida House State Affairs Committee, quote, this is Randy Fine, quote, you kick the hornet's nest, things come up. And I will say this, you got me on one thing. The bill does target one company. It targets the Walt Disney Company. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean. But, but the fact that they are going to give sole power of a corporation yeah, to, a to the state yeah. is insane. Yeah. And the, the, un, the other unfortunate thing is, you know, I, I was talking about this today and I was wishing that our state university system could do a similar thing and pull a lawsuit, but because it's a state university system, it's different obviously than Disney. Yeah. But the other thing, you know, with all of these bills that's happening is there was an article that there is a mass exodus. There yeah. is a mass exodus of college faculty out of the state. Yeah. And there's no one wanting to come here. Well, the thing you and were saying a year ago huge. about, about uh, nobody wanting Florida students is now I'm reading articles yes. about that, about yeah. people who are not going to want to, kids, The if he fucks with these AP courses, those are like all the things my daughter is taking yes. in high school. Yes. And it, not, she won't get the college credit she's supposed to get. Yeah. Or the rigorous coursework. And yeah. I heard- that he, I think, wants to also create his own yes. AP, yeah. a Florida AP. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, first of all, <laughs> the College Board has been around a long time. The past tests go back to 1970. Mm -hmm. it, if, I mean, for certain subjects, yeah. right? Um, subjects I'm familiar with go back to 1970. It takes a long time 
to create those materials, to vet those materials, to test them. Cause you got to test the questions. Yep. You got to make sure that they're viable. You got to make sure that, that you have the proper distract. Like there's a lot that goes into manufacturing testing material yep. at a rigorous level. Like it's not, you don't just Mickey mouse throw a question at a student. Like you don't do that. So my, but my brain starts going like, who is behind this? Right. Who is going to make money right. off of creating all of this material right. for the state of Florida? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who's lobbying for that? Well, they've gig? already said there's Christian companies that are going to do it. Give that's, me a that's break. That's literally out there. The, yeah. The, the legislators are saying I don't, that. I don't. And they say third-party vendors, which means people who contributed to Ron DeSantis' yeah. campaigns. You know? And it's like, so... And I know that there are Republicans in this state who want their children to go to Stanford and Yale and all of the lovely um, private institutions outside of the state. And once their little Johnny and their little Janie are starting to get denied and denied and denied because they don't have the rigorous transcripts, then then it's going to be a reckoning. But but by then, what everyone else is screwed. Right, they can't even give you, they can't it's even, insane. instead of the paper today, they don't even have a timeline on like when this would happen, when it would take effect, like nobody knows yeah. anything. And they're going to also ask the public universities to help create the curriculum. Don't they have enough to do? They have they enough have to do. They have to teach the curriculum. Now you want them to write the curriculum? What the fuck? And it do takes a lot. Do you trust them or not? I mean, it what is this? It takes a lot of time to of do course. that. Well, here, uh, <laughs> let me go back to Disney because there is one more thing that I thought was fantastic oh because God. what's really happening now too is that a lot of these state lawmakers are seeing and hearing from their constituents and they're like, why is he still going after Disney? And the constituents don't like it. They're no. fucking over it, okay? Because he still hasn't come to Broward County, by the way. <laughs> anyway, uh, Representative Roach, and his name is fitting, believe me. He's a uh. massive, another massive shitbird. He fucking <laughs> was all for, he was all for getting rid of Disney Reedy Creek. Listen to his quote this week. You ready? Yeah. This is a fucking quote in the paper. I think the governor is right, but I'm not sure at this point that the public is with us. And I urge the governor to be cautious as he goes on with this fight with Disney. End quote. Now, that never happens. No. Like, you don't see it. Like, Randy, fine. He's a fucking, again, a massive, massive dick. He's going to go along with yeah, whatever governor says. Yeah. But it's it's bullshit. And there was a great testimony. Uh, I don't I don't know who it was, but it was a regular Joe who came up to the microphone and was yelling, saying, "Why are you all helping this guy?" And for when he goes to become president, he's going to leave you all behind yeah. too. He's going to leave you behind. He which is. is really the really the truth. He's really going to do that because he has the reputation. Like it's been coming out. Like when he was in Congress and stuff, he would have the headphones in. Yeah, he and would ignore care about people. He, people and he was on committees Your with. Pawns. Like he wouldn't talk to anybody. Yeah. Like th he doesn't care about anybody. But that also used to matter. Like it used to matter that the Supreme Court and the, the <sighs> legislature and the governor or the yeah. president were separate entities. It actually mattered. There was a point Supposed where the Florida Senate way. was the real place where it didn't matter who had the majority. They would stop the governor in his tracks every single time in the Florida Senate. That was the stopgap right fucking there. And that doesn't exist anymore. That president of the Senate, Kathleen, I don't even know. I don't even care to fucking learn her last name. I don't give a fuck. She's a cunt. And she's a fucking wino. And she betrays women. She's a fucking traitor. Go fuck uh. yourself. Seriously. To glad hand and carry water for this clown. I mean. And to ruin the education system. In of the Florida entire state. That is underfunded in the first fucking place. And then you want to decimate it for 
for students who want a better education. I mean, not all students can even have access to that. And the ones that can, I mean, what the fuck are you doing? But what are I mean, you doing? But the larger implications, like when you think about a school like UF, which has like a lot of like agricultural studies, right. like medicine, like there's a lot of uh, research happening at these in a school like UF. That's a highly funded research institution. And who's going to want to come here? Nobody. And what is that going to do to our jobs? Like they, he, like the fact that he is so focused on himself that he's, you know, what is it? He's going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like he's not he even doesn't here. care. He's not even in the he's country. He's on a book tour. He, he, oh God. He's not even in the country. A week. It was this week. He was in fucking Japan and he yeah. went fucking nuts because here's the thing. The I, don't Guantanamo. About yeah, I don't think people outside of Florida even know, but here he will not take a question from somebody who's not a friendly reporter so yeah. that he doesn't have to a answer any questions. And you've seen him do it before where somebody will yell something out and it gets fucking nasty. Yeah. And that happened in Japan. He has no control over these in Israel no. and in Japan where he's been. They've asked him questions and you see he how so he gets. Mad. He's a temper tantrum baby waiting to happen. And yes. that's who you want in the White House. Yeah. A heartbeat or, or from the or a step away from the fucking red button. <laughs> The red phone or whatever the fuck, the like fact that's that who you want there. The way he has been losing his cool over the Guantanamo question. Let me tell you something. And On a national level, he's going to be buried. Nope, he's a loser because he is he's like a loser. He is. He is. He's. A, he's. He's. You know, he's the one everybody picked on in school. He's Let's be honest. Loser. He was stuffed in the fucking lock, locker. Come on. He was. Um, they gave him and, wedgies. Yeah. And, and, and here's the other thing too. And you that's know, that, nice. and that's sad, but, that's that, nice. but again, is, nice. is that my fucking fault? Do I got to yeah. take the hit for that motherfucker? Uh, Go to therapy, DeSantis. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Go to therapy. Jeez, your your wife better go too. Oh my God. Oh God. Oh, yeah, put another, the kids in your kids. Another one dead behind the fucking your, eyes. Your kids need to go too. I mean. My <laughs> favorite thing is though, and I think we. <laughs> Send your kids to therapy, yeah. bitch. <laughs> I think that we. They're too busy building the wall in their house with I, those blocks. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about it too, is that he got married. The, the irony of ironies is that this man got married at Disney World. <laughs> you know, like. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> like. He's, so, he's, he's such, such a fucking stupid. idiot. And you know who he's does so, that? Bubbleheads. I know. Bubbleheads. I, I mean, know. get the fuck out of here. He, he is, got married you know, at Disney. You're... That is the worst <laughs> sentence I've ever heard. If somebody <laughs> says to me, I got married at Disney, immediately <laughs> I walk away. Yeah. Immediately, I not walk, I fucking run. He got I, married I at Disney out. and he must be so upset that Disney just didn't roll over for him, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, you know, you're an analyst number two. I mean, it must suck. Like, I think yeah. we should only refer to him as that from now on. Yeah. You're an analyst number two. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And he, you know, you know me, I always got to bring in the literature. But, you know, Caesar was brought down yeah, yeah. by ambition. Yeah. Ambition, 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 ambition. And his ambition it's going to bring, this is his ambition for the presidency. This is going to be his downfall. Yeah. It's going to destroy him. And because. And then he's going to run for Senate or whatever, I'm sure. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah. And the, but the other thing is too, is that Trump handles the press so differently because Trump is so arrogant. He really, and, and DeSantis really wants to be, have that. The one thing he doesn't have that Trump has is that air of like, Go fuck yourself. Yeah. Because Trump's been yeah. able to walk on fucking and air and, and, and really like escape a New the York, news for a long time. And he's like a New York. Yeah. Like, and this guy doesn't have and that. And he's a personality. Like yeah. he's been in front of the press the whole time. DeSantis like, has no personality. Zero. No. Zero. And His the worst small dick energy. Yeah. But that's such small dick energy that yeah. those meltdowns. Did you see that somebody <laughs> made DeSantis into a garbage pal kid? And it's like oh the my God. funniest 
thing, like this round head and like the little stumpy oh my body. God. He does look like a cabbage patch kid. <laughs> he does. Um, oh I mean, the other two things that I have is, of course, Tucker Carlson is out, uh, which I celebrated by bitch. I just love that he left on Friday and thought he was coming into work on Monday. Oh my God. <laughs> it's about time though. Oh, well, it shouldn't take that long for people to, uh, to realize that you have this kind of conspiracy theorist pushing bullshit on your air. Like it shouldn't take and, a lawsuit and $787 million to and, do that. And conspiracy theories that he doesn't believe in. Right. He's just pandering to you. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he's playing everybody for a fool. But the real damage that these guys do to your parents, whoever listened to Fox or your grandparents, it's real. There was a woman who posted something about January 6th here in West Palm Beach. She posted something about January 6th. It was some sort of threatening thing. The FBI contacted her and said, we're going to come and talk to you about this because you can't post this kind of stuff on social media. And she said to them, you come to my house, you're going to die. Oh, and they, they came to her house and arrested her for threatening <laughs> FBI agents. Because, and why is she worked up? Why, and by the yeah. way, we had a troll this week who oh told us God. that January 6th was a conspiracy <laughs> on our Facebook. Yeah, that it came out. It came out yeah, already. Everybody knows this has been resolved. I January mean, 6th was not an insurrection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, we gotta get off Facebook. We got, everybody has to get off Facebook. Please, oh God, God, let's get off of there. Jesus. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready to be out of Facebook. The only other thing I have is, um, to go back to SCOTUS... Yes. Who I wanted to, oh, was I, just, it you I have I, a tweet I just sent to myself. Was it you and I that called it instead of uh, Scotus, Scrotus, like Scrotum? No, but I wish I, I mean, had. I wish <laughs> I had right now. Scrotus. Oh my God. Um, so the law firm had uh, bought, you know, his property yeah. and he, you know, he identified Clarence that the Thomas. property. No, Neil, this is Neil Gorsuch. Uh, oh, Gorsuch. somebody yes, else. Yes, Neil Gorsuch. Yes. Oh my, I was going to tell and, you about another one. And, um, they, he, so he, he identified, yes, the property was sold, but he never said who bought it. Mm. And it was, it was very convenient that the firm who bought it was also a firm who had numerous cases that were before the court. Wow. So we said this last time, anybody that goes before SCOTUS or SCROTUS, um, how do we trust your decisions mean bullshit? Why, why does your decision in a court case matter? Why do we have to abide by what your ruling is? We shouldn't have to like, go fuck yourself. You're like well, some corrupt dickhead. And now we got to fall in line with you. I don't think so. These rules exist so that there's not corruption. And if we allow them to just, if we turn a blind eye to it, they need out because they're human beings. And they're susceptible to fall for this shit or grab for money or take the trips or whatever, get the but gifts. But this is the because Supreme they're human Court. Beings. That's right. And they're human beings who make mistakes and that's, or, or huge errors that are illegal. And that's why we have laws and need to hold them accountable. And we can't do it because Feinstein hasn't fucking thrown in the towel yet. And here's something else that, so the Senate, Judici <laughs> the Senate Judiciary Committee. Every time I hear her name, I flip out. And the Senate Judiciary Committee that she's absent from still sent a letter to Justice Roberts and requested he come and testify in front of Congress because of this bullshit and they, about the ethics on the Supreme Court right now and what's been happening. And he wrote a letter back and he was basically like, it's a very rare thing because of the separation of powers. It's very rare <sighs> that a justice is going to come in. And then he lists two paragraphs of all the, the two times it's happened and why the justice had to do that, right? He's like, so I really can't do it. So he and the other nine justices signed a letter saying they're not going to come testify. Basically saying there's nothing to see here. Guess what came out today in an ethics probe? Ooh, ooh. We learned that Robert's wife has collected $10 million from law firms with business in front of the court. Everybody needs to go. 
Okay. The court is corrupt. The he's court the has been justice. bought and sold. Yep. The court has been bought and sold. Yeah. He's the chief justice. And they do not get to now rule on people when they are corrupt. I mean, they take an oath of office as an attorney, do they not? Yep. I mean, God, to, to pass the bar, like you have to be, uh, you know, they look at your history. They look at every violation that you could possibly have, bankruptcy, shit like that. And you could be disbarred for shit. But How are they sitting on a goddamn court here's the making thing. rulings about our bodies? You know. About our, our, our air, the air that we breathe. You know what I mean? What is going on? They have to get out. Like, we have to have some balls. How do we do well, it? I don't understand. Even, so here's the thing. Like, obviously, we need Feinstein. But right. you know what else I was thinking, too? A friend of mine told me recently, her husband uh, votes where he'll vote for to keep it even. And I kind of, I understand his, I understand his reasoning. I'm not trying to dog dog talk shit talk him or whatever i understand he's like well if i'm gonna vote for a republican governor i'm gonna vote for a democrat for the senate u.s senate like to keep the powers in check and i understand what yeah, but he's saying I, okay okay yeah, yeah i know i wouldn't vote for republican yeah. i'm just saying that okay because here's the thing the senate's 50 50 mm-hmm. right <laughs> which means we also need republicans to acknowledge that what's happening on the supreme court is real it shouldn't be up to the democrats to hold these guys accountable because they're conservative judges right where where's the comp the 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 balls on the republicans to also acknowledge that this is something that needs to happen because they're all on the take you know what this i mean this was their point like, this is we're, that is what that governmental body is supposed to do that legislature the u.s congress their powers are to hold the court accountable right. that's it but that's what they're supposed to be doing. So it's not just Democrats and do it. Republicans, where are you? But, but this you is know where they are. But this is where they are. They're standing behind Mitch McConnell, whose sole purpose was to take over the judiciary, to take over judge seats. This is their plan so that they can maintain power. And that's it. So they're not going to go against anybody because they are selfish and they're going to do what's right for them rather than for the good of the country. And the irony of ironies is that this is the party that's supposed to be, you mm-hmm. know, small government and patriotic and all this bullshit. And they're, they're it's garbage. It's awful. It's fucking awful. It's garbage. Um, I also want to mention, you know, we had those two legislative, the House uh, reps in Tennessee that were thrown out. Yes. But also this week, yes. Zo- Representative Zoe Zephyr from Montana, the first trans woman to, trans person even, to be elected somewhere in Montana was elected to the house. She has been fighting because they want to do a ban on trans children in sports, et cetera, et cetera, all the same bullshit. And she was speaking out and she, they were holding, they were, the people were in the gallery shouting, they cleared the gallery out and they voted this week to throw her out of her, of the, of the, uh, session. So then she was sitting out on the bench, right? And by the way, I'm I'm bringing it up because I I don't, I don't see the same outrage that we saw in Tennessee because what's happened very quickly and maybe also because she's trans and we people just will be even more dismissive and not about these black young men. I don't, I don't know. I'm just saying, I think that it's not being talked about enough, but also she was sitting outside on the bench, like in the hallway and they told her to come, they came and took her out of that. Like she couldn't even stand up there. And there's like, she represents 111,000 people. And all of her bills that were in committees, they threw them out. My God. Oh, that's what I was going to say. This just happened in Tennessee like three weeks ago, right? right? And now it's we're seeing it in Montana. 
I don't it's see, gonna keep I think happening. it's because she's yeah. trans, but I also think it's because we are now numb to that. And it happened one time in uh-huh. the last three weeks. And we are like, well, like I said on the podcast, now we're going to see this in other states. Yep. And we, now we see it in Montana. I guarantee you it's going to happen here. Oh, and absolutely. So like, and so like, we need to understand that this is not democracy. You cannot throw out duly elected representatives. People voted. People voted. You're basically throwing 111,000 people's I mean, representative out that that now ha- don't have a voice there. This is not demo- this is not America. Because you want to silence her. That's not fucking okay. It's not okay. I mean, what happened of the, the government of the people by the people for the people? No. What happened to that? It's fucked up. Of and, the people, by the people, for the people. And Come you can't on. Use what they what they said. They basically said you, we, you can't be here because she kept interrupting, kept wanting to speak, kept wanting to speak. And they kept ignoring her, and so they're like, "You're not being polite." Basically, that's why they threw her out because she wasn't following the rules. Good. Don't but be polite. Not, yeah. Just because she's not following your rules, she still has, is supposed to be acknowledged and be able to get on the record about things, and they're not. That's the thing. We just talked about how important it is for Democrats to get people on the record to answer these questions. If we don't get them on the record, we can't fucking sue them and get the shit thrown out. Then what? What happens? And when you shut, when you silence these voices, we are in Nazi Germany. This is what they did. This is what they do. They throw your books out. I mean, I, I hate even people making those sort of things, but please keep your eyes open. We are on the road to, you know, you know, to a really, really fucking dark place. If we don't start acknowledging and holding these motherfuckers accountable, even if you're, you're, you don't care for Zoe Zephyr, even if you don't care for these, these young men in Tennessee, you should have some sort of respect for the rule of law that we have. It's, it's part right. of our constitution. That we elect representatives so that we, because we all can't be right. in Tallahassee. We can't all be in but the But they capital. pick and choose. They pick and choose what they want to follow from the Constitution. They pick and choose what they see as the law and order of the land. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's such. It's and if you a, don't agree with them, then you're out. You, we're, not, we're not even going to hear you. An exchange that, of ideas. You already have the majority. The shit you want's going to pass anyway. But why wouldn't you just let this be on the record? Because they know. And have respect yeah. for her as a lawmaker. The people who voted for her want her there. They don't give a, it's not about what you want, who you want to see or what you like. This is who the people who voted for her. And also have, so how about some self-reflection? What if that was you and you got thrown out? How would you feel about that? Wouldn't you be fucked up about it? I mean, I don't get this. I don't think they give a shit. And the other thing I was thinking about to go back to the SCOTUS thing, <sighs> like if it was, and, and I've said it before on here, but if this was, a, if they were too democratic or, or leaning more liberal um, judges, they would have stepped down. There would have been pressure and they would have stepped down. There would have been pressure from the Democrats to have them step down. Maybe. You don't think so? Maybe. We can do better at that. Because the reason why Dianne Feinstein won't leave is because Democrats won't tell her to. She's, Nancy yeah, Pelosi's already true. said that it's sexist. There's other people in oh Congress my God, who said that it's sexist. And, and blah, I gotta blah, tell blah. you, the woman's been losing her mind for good for a good five years. Yeah, and her staff has even come out and said that. Yeah, this is a real fucking thing. I don't know why. She and I have to tell you, you know, as much as politics is, I think is utter absolute horseshit and 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 nonsense and poli- it's theater really. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate and that choosy. that this theater is what gives us laws we have to follow but it, it that is what it is and as democrats we should hold our own accountable and we have to say the things that 
that people don't want to hear. And it, I'm, I'm, it's not ageist. You're not capable of doing the job anymore. And the entire state of California is on hold. Is resting because of that. You're, you're, oh you don't have God. a voice. The state of California has, doesn't have a full voice in the Senate. If you have any respect for our system that our forefathers gave us, get the fuck out. If you have any respect for, the, for your colleagues, for the million people who voted for you that you had to tell the kids that day. Million people voted for me. Well, are you going to represent uh, them or are you going go to go to go to take a nap? Because we can't fucking handle it anymore. This is bullshit. I'll tell you right now, she's my fucking rep. I'd be furious. I'd be fucking furious. And I wonder on if that note, com- okay. on that fucking note, Joe Biden is running for re-election and everybody's so excited. Did you see how many people are like, let's go. I'm like, calm down. We knew he was going to write. What is this? A surprise? I know, but I've been thinking about this. Oh, here she comes. I know. I've been thinking about this this for a few days (laughs) and I've let it simmer. And (laughs) let me drink my Irish cream. (laughs) I've let it simmer for a bit. And he has had many accomplishments the bo- he has not rocked the boat. And I think there's something to be said about someone who is like keeping the boat afloat. You know what I mean? That is keeping us going. That is passing a lot of good legislation. And what? yes, <laughs> he is. He's, he's done a lot. Yeah, but who signed it? Well, did anybody? I know. Shit passes the house. Everybody's like, yeah, we passed the yeah. assault weapons ban. No, you didn't. I know. It I did know. not go through the Senate. It's not signed by the president. You but, didn't pass but anything. He Let's has, be you honest. Know, he, has, he has, with jobs and there's things that he has done to help boost the economy. And he, I feel like he does okay. work towards things. Yes. And I think he's making good strides towards things. And, you know, he's, he's our guy. And, uh, you know, Grandpa Joe. Listen, I think it's okay he, especially in in our little tiny corner of the world here to say that he's doing a good job, yeah. but also acknowledge that. But Democrats- It's a hard pill to swallow. And and I and it, listen, yeah. call me an ageist. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't care. I want to see reality. Let's talk about yeah. reality. And, 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 I'm yeah. sorry. Of no, course, I'm going to vote for him if he's the nominee. I mean, what are my options here? Well, but, I just, like, but here's what I'm asking you for. The- Can we have a plan? You're, what, what, I, what I'm hearing is- that when he ran for office four years ago, from the day he took office, there was never a plan of like, is somebody else going to run in four years? Like, what was the plan? The plan was he was always going to run because he didn't take Kamala and give her a spotlight. We fucking know that. We barely saw her yeah. for two years. I and wonder then, what's going to happen if she's going to run. And the, right, and then and now. then and then there was no like taking somebody under their wing. That Gavin Newsom. He's, he's really running his own goddamn a political machine yeah. out there. And he's really promoting himself all over the place. And I'm sorry. And I, again, I have to like learn more about him, but I, I really feel like he was perfect and ready to step right up and yeah. run for office. Run so, for you president. know, um, were you at the, uh, uh, there, there was a recent Broward, um, democratic party meeting. You're asking me if I was at a Broward and, democratic meeting. I think we know the answer to that question. And somebody there, uh, they were like, oh, a presidential candidate who's going up against Joe Biden. There was some guy. Oh, my God. I was like, who is this guy? He's and probably the, the same person that sent us an email asking and, if he can come on the podcast. And the, 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 but he was a Democrat. Oh. And the thing that was funny was um, someone, you know how they like recognize candidates and recognize, yeah. You know? So they go, like, oh, we'd like to recognize so-and-so who's running, um, you know, for president and people in the room laughed because they thought it was a joke. And the guy was just like, hey, how are you? <laughs> oh 
Oh my God. So, you know what, though? God bless you, sir. God bless you. I, I was mean, like, what? And he was like, you know, to give him like a run for his money. I don't know. I, I was mean, like, what? And I guess he's been showing up at other club meetings. So he's from Florida? He has to be. Oh my God. But he's like an older dude. <laughs> Older no white shit. guy. <laughs> oh, shocked. I'm shocked. You know what I'm going to do? It so funny. I'm going to file to run for president of the United States. And fuck it, let's give it a whirl. Yeah, Joe Biden know. who? Who's yeah. Joe Biden? I'm just going to go run for president. Wow. And to I was be like, a white man is I, really got to be And it was so tits. great because I was like, I've never seen this person before <laughs> in my life. Like, you know, there are people that I'm like, oh, okay, I've seen this guy yeah, around yeah. here and there. Maybe <laughs> never seen this man before in my life. And here he is at a meeting running for president. God bless you, sir. <laughs> you know what I'd like to do? I'd like to have a conversation with his mother because whatever she did raising this kid, I need to do that for my kids. Yeah, I want to yeah. build them up so much. I really do. Is it BDE? I don't know. What is it? I don't think this guy had BDE. <sighs> Uh, maybe. By the way, my son's like, do you know what Riz is? He told me I had L Riz, which is bad Riz. And I was <gasps> like, let me, and this is the car last night. I'm like, let me Wait. tell you two something <laughs> right now. Wait, what's L Riz? It's like L Riz and W -wit -wit Riz, which I think is like winner or loser Riz. I'd have to ask him. But he said I had L Riz. And I'm like, let me tell you. He goes, that's Wait. the bad one. And I said, <gasps> what's Riz though? Like just being Charisma. Cool? Charisma. Oh, they say Riz. charisma. And oh. I said, in what universe do you think your mother doesn't have charisma? <laughs> She's sitting here in a skeleton onesie on a Friday night, bitch, drinking Irish cream and about to talk some shit. How dare you? And I said, both of you have Riz and you know where you got it. And it ain't from daddy. I, I mean, give me a break. 45 years old with purple lipstick. Also, I got a pimple this week and I was like, you know, I'm really happy that my skin <laughs> still thinks we're 16. I looked in the mirror. I go, you go, girl. You're still oh, hanging on to that 16-year-old dream. Let's go. All right, girl. Let's go. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my God. Um, the last thing I would just want to say very, very quickly, because my, sto my story's not that long, is I'm going to put this in our notes. I'm going to put it in our, our Instagram pictures, is there are places where they have abortion funding in Florida. Ooh. If you're in Florida and you need to get out of the state to have an abortion, because once this bill, if this six-week abortion bill, you know, if it's being fought in the courts right now, but yeah. if it becomes permanent... Um, it, it, it's going from like a woman has to drive 45 minutes to an abortion clinic in Florida to up to nine hours to get out, to go to an abortion clinic. Cause you now have to get out of the state. Uh, North Carolina, I think is going to be our refuge. And wow. so if you need funding for that, or you know, someone who needs funding, please contact one of these organizations. They're all over the state and you can call them and they will help you get a plane ticket. They'll get you a bus ticket, whatever you need, a place to stay when you get there. Uh, whatever you need, these things are available to you. There's no, like all hope is not lost because we have these organizations if you need them. Also, if you have dollars that you can give them, please do so. If you have $5, $10, $20, give it to these organizations because they are going to need it because women in Florida and girls here that they're already helping are really gonna need it, okay? I'm like, we've had- Girls that have young girls under 18 who have had to been taken out of Florida because of this. Um, oh my okay, God. so here are the names. Tampa Bay Fun Abortion Fund, EMA West Palm Beach, Women's Emergency Network, Florida Access Network, Broward Women's Emergency Fund, who we know, and ARC Southeast. I'll put their information in our notes. And uh, please, if you can give them money or if you need help, please, please contact them. There is There are options and all is not lost. As long as we have like these amazing 
organizations here in Florida. Hey, it's Dalton. And Sam. We want to tell you about our podcast called Big Ten Plus Four. Are you a college football fan who doesn't want to always be talking about the SEC? Are you a college basketball fan who's tired of hearing how the Big Ten doesn't win in the big dance? Then we're the show for you. Check us out each week on the Odd Pods Media Network. We bring you college sports with a Big Ten flavor. Big Ten Plus Four. College sports with Midwest perspective. Blue collar and blue blood. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Because here's the thing. I had a whole story done, which I'll do in two weeks. But then yesterday, something happened. And I shouldn't be smiling when I'm saying that. But I was like, oh, my God, I want to cover this person. I can't believe I haven't covered them. I'm going to cover former mayor of Cincinnati, Jerry Springer. Jerry, 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 Jerry. I feel like we did Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Oh, 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 we did not. But I'll tell you why it's familiar. Because I did look it up and I thought, oh, my God, I forgot how funny Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yes. Very, Tina, you have a fantastic memory from episode six, (laughs) which I'll tell you about at the end. I have it in my notes at the end, but okay. So, oh, Jerry, I know. And I got to tell you, I loved Jerry Springer show. That shit to me was the fucking bomb. Those fights. Girl, I lived for it. Those fights. And he had it. that one like big security yeah, dude. Mike. Oh, is that his name? Yeah, I don't who even ended up that. having a show later on, by the way. No, he did not. Yeah, that Jerry, I think, produced or something like oh, that. Oh, my God. But anyway, he's got a very oh, wait, interesting story. Was he still married to that chick from, uh, he was married to like a news lady. Oh, Jerry was? Yeah. He um, wait, are you thinking about, are you thinking All about, right, I've confused him with someone else. You confused him with, um, with, Jer- with, um, the guy who's, who does the paternity test, Maury Povich. Oh yeah, yeah, he was yeah. Married to I mean, they're, yes, and, and I yes, think they are yes, still married. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> I am lumping the two of them, but they were in the same era. Yeah, totally. No, no, no totally, totally. Okay. You are not the father. Yeah. <laughs> and the guys are jumping, start running around, the girl's like, damn. I know. <laughs> Oh, God, that's so embarrassing. Okay, so Gerald Norman Springer was born on February 13th, 1944 in the London Underground Station of Highgate while the station was in use as a shelter from from German bombing. What? Can you fucking believe this? During World War II. And he grew up on Chandis Road in East Finchley, London. Isn't that incredible? He was born in a underground subway station that was being used as a shelter during World War II. I didn't even know he was British. He's not British. I'll tell you a little bit about his family, Tina. His parents, Margot and Richard Springer, were German Jewish refugees who escaped from Landsberg under Rarth in Prussia. Margot. I love that name. It's on my list of names I was going to give my daughter that got nixed. Um, In January 1949, at the age of four, Springer immigrated with his parents to the United States, settling in the Kew Gardens neighborhood of Queens, New York. He attended nearby Forest Hills High School, and one of his earliest memories about current events was when he was 12 years old and watching the 1956 Democratic National Convention on the TV, where he saw and was impressed by John F. Kennedy. Wow. Inspired him. Oh, look, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. Springer earned a bachelor's degree from Tulane University in 1965, majoring in political science, and he earned 
Emeritus Juris Doctor degree from Northwestern University in 1968. I didn't know he was yeah, a lawyer. You're going to get a lot of surprises here. So he's in Chicago, right? Because, you know, that's where he went to school for his law degree. Springer became a political campaign advisor to Democrat Robert F. Kennedy. What? Yeah. How yeah. do I not know any of this? I know. F- following Kennedy's assassination, because, oh, God, rest in peace. Hey. Do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I didn't tell you this. On my way home from lunch today, there was a license plate in front of me and it had like, a, the license plate holder had like an Italian flag on it. Oh. And then, and it was a vanity plate and it spelled out capiche. <gasps> and I was like, oh, I wonder if they know Tina. Capiche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, capiche, Tina. And I tried to take a picture and I'm like, I'm gonna die trying to take the picture of license plate. Forget it, I'll just tell her about it. So following... Uh, Kennedy's very sad assassination. He began practicing law at the Cincinnati law firm of Frost and Jacobs, now Frost, Brown and Todd. And he became a partner in the law firm of Grinkler, Sudman and Springer from 1973 to 1985. What? Yeah. And in 1970, he ran for Congress. He failed to unseat the incumbent Republican Donald D. Clancy, but took 45% of the vote in a traditionally Republican district. He had previously spearheaded the effort to lower the voting age, including testifying before the Senate Judiciary. I think he wanted to do it to 16. Mm. Later, or I'm sorry, three days after announcing his candidacy, Springer, who was also an army reservist at the time, was called to active duty and stationed in Fort Knox. He resumed his campaign after he was discharged. And in 1971, he ran for the Cincinnati City Council and won. I love this. Yeah. But... Uh (laughs) What did he do? You don't know anything about the scandal when he in office? I don't think so. Oh my God. I I knew this about him already, but that's why I knew I could cover him. Is that three years later, on April 29th, 1974, the Cincinnati Inquirer ran a blind item Uh that a local Politico... I I know. That a local Politico had been caught in a vice sting operation and had already been interviewed and was talking to federal investigators and prosecutors. The next day... A local Politico. Yeah. The next day, he resigns out of nowhere. So everyone's like, connect the dots. And in his letter, his resignation letter, he said he, quote, was very... uh, He was resigning for very personal family considerations, end quote. And the next day after that, he holds this press conference. And it was kind of groundbreaking because he was honest. And he said, hey... I got caught in this sex solicitation <gasps> and you know, hey, it was me, Springer. blah, blah, blah. But he was super honest and Oh wait, was he on like a list? Was he one of, no, 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 no. Okay. I'll tell you what happened. So then he has to go and testify. He went voluntarily, didn't have to, but he went to court to testify and he, it was revealed in court that in ni- December, 1973 and January, 1974, he had paid two sex workers with personal checks. <laughs> <laughs> why just that's how he was caught you can't go to the bank and cash that check i mean it was it's so dumb yeah i it's mean it's like self-sabotage or something yeah or he's like driving around and he's like oh hey yeah I'll like, look i ain't got no cash but I i'll tell write you, you a check this check's good yeah and they Kay. took it can you imagine and they probably got busted and had cash and the check on them and right like, who's this guy i mean but what do you put in the memo <laughs> blow job yeah plus extra like what do you put <laughs> By the way, he had gotten married in 1973. 
So he had just gotten married when he was doing, I don't know. There's something what? fucking weird there. I mean, By do the way, your they thing. were married until 1994. They, they stayed oh. married through all of this. Yeah. I mean, do your thing, Springer, but I why mean, are you writing a check? Like, bruh. I don't understand. I guess it's the 70s, <laughs> yeah. but go to the bank. Rule number one. I mean, write are, that check out the cash. sex workers now? Do you oh, think that's a, that could be a thing? I'm sure. Yeah, right? Yeah. Trail, I mean, though. they need. Still... I know, but they need to just make it legal, and then right, then you wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah, come on. So, longtime Cincinnati newsman Al Shocklecott pronounced Springer's career over, but uh oh, Springer's honesty helped him win back his seat in 1975 oh. in a landslide. Well, and you know, I mean, He's at the end charming. of the day, but at the end of the day, whatever. So he went to see sex work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this isn't. It's he the wasn't extorted. People are loose. Yeah, but he's not. <laughs> You know, yeah. I just, you know, I get it. Like some of these, uh, uh, to me, this isn't a major crime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, all right. Um, I, I if he that. was, if he was, you know, doing sex trafficking or something like oh, that, God. that's like a whole different thing. Oh, or if he's extorting money or whatever, but like, whatever he's like, but Jerry was always very, like he had a boyish thing. He you did. He's probably like, listen, what do you want from yeah. me? Hey, I'm so sorry. Right. Like I'm yeah. sure he came across. So they, Reelected him. And um, they had the thing in Cincinnati, what they have in Broward, where they rotate mayors. Oh, yeah. So yeah, in yeah, 1977, yeah. he was voted as the mayor. So he served one year. Um, and then he, you know, has his term limits. So in 1982, he sought the Democratic nomination for governor of, of Ohio. Dang. Uh, but TV commercials for Springer's campaign referenced his use of a check to pay for a sex <laughs> worker, saying that he was not afraid of the truth, even if it hurts. Ooh. So he failed to win the nomination. And he considered running for the U.S. Senate in 2000 and 2004, but he backed down due to negative associations with the Jerry Springer Show. Oh, Jerry, 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 killer! <laughs> oh my God! So, how do we all know Jerry Springer? We all know him as this famous yeah. talk show host in the 90s. Oh my God! The 90s and the 90s. Um, <laughs> so. The Jerry Springer Show debuted on September 30th, 1991. It was <gasps> developed by WLWT to mimic the format and look of fellow talk show host, the Phil Donahue Show, and the, oh, all the way Phil down to Donahue. Jerry's haircut and his glasses, making him look like Phil Donahue, both produced by Multimedia Entertainment. But Phil Donahue was kind of like a bald dude with a comb over. No, no. Jerry's. Dude, Phil Donahue didn't have a comb over? Didn't he have a look comb over? that beautiful white hair. He did? Oh, my God. I just imagined him like he was really sassy. old. Oh, I oh no no no! He was like a premature white hair, like a Steve, oh. like a Steve Martin. Okay, mm. another another cupcake. I like to well, take a I bite like, out of. I like Steve Martin, but oh, I don't God. know. Phil Donahue mm. always mm. just seemed like mm. old and nerdy. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. Well, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's check my notes. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> That's my type. So, um, and Jerry Springer had like curls. Yeah, he had curly. Like he, had he had the curly top. Yeah, yeah, he had more hair and yeah, yeah. So the, more goofy. He's goof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it started off as a politically oriented talk show. I don't know if you knew that, but it was a, and it was a longer version of his commentaries. You remember at the end, he'd, he'd have a wrap up of the oh, show. Remember God, those? Yeah. Jerry's thoughts. Yes. <laughs> here's You're bringing back some memories. Yeah, here's my thoughts on this girlfriend who just beat the yeah. shit out of the mistress over here or whatever. Um, 
So guests included Oliver North and Jesse Jackson, and topics included homelessness and gun politics, gun, guns and with, within politics. Yeah, this where is did it this, take the left turn? I don't know. So in early <laughs> 1994, Springer and his new producer Richard Dominic, who I think might be the person <laughs> who came up with the idea, revamped the show's format in order to garner higher ratings. So the show would became more successful as it became uh, targeted toward tabloidish sensationalism. Uh, no. Guests were everyday people confronted on a television stage by a spouse or family member adultery homosexuality I mean, sex work being transgender a hate group membership right <laughs> there was a I lot mean, of kkk outfits on was, that stage but this was um all the talk shows were doing this yeah look at oprah was, of, oprah was like this for a while by the way all of them were doing this and and without the looking fights. without the fights but looking back what must be going on in a family member's brain yeah. to say <laughs> you know what i need to find out if my husband's having an affair. I know. Yeah. Let me write a letter to Jerry Springer and like <laughs> sit on that. It's weird. Yeah. But and then they have the evidence yeah. and like, it's like this whole audience is but there. But also and there like the wasn't a lot of internet then. No. You know, so this was the form of entertainment. Yeah. Maybe it went the, the away because people are just basically doing this to themselves now. Like yeah. they'll get on TikTok and they'll put a camera up and they'll tell their husband they're having an affair or something. You oh know, like my God. they do this to themselves. Everybody wants to be famous. Nobody can. Hi. I know. I mean, we're different though. I hate <laughs> so bad. Make me famous. Oh. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> by the way, I saw one of this Irish cream is kicking out. I saw the most disturbing story ever this week. I got to show you this real quick. There was a woman who was a Kim Kardashian lookalike. Have you seen this woman? I had never heard of her before. Okay? Oh, who does like TikToks? I don't know if she does TikToks, but she clearly did like plastic surgery oh, no, and no, stuff no. like that no. to make herself look. I mean, she was beautiful. Oh, there's a girl I, I see on TikTok who does these really funny Kim Kardashian videos and she dresses up like all three of them. No, and, like, no, and no, she's no. like, this is a woman mm, who, like she's so funny. Look at her. Let me see. I mean, I don't know if you'll, if you, if you could, see, I don't know if I can open this. This is her. She looks just like Kim, right? It's kind of creepy. Except though. it's totally creepy. But look, this is her body. <gasps> no. So she has this really tiny waist and her boobs are way too big. And she has clearly like her ass is just boom like this. This isn't it's, right. Anyway. What doctor is doing this? I don't know. But let me just tell you something. This girl died this week. <gasps> she had a cardiac arrest and it, apparently it was around a surgery. Like she had just come out of the surgery or something like that. Well, and I thought this is. This is the height of like man, like mania, right? If you're doing these surgeries to look like that's like back in the day where they would look like a Barbie doll or look like yeah, never, but this right. this is fucking nuts. This is crazy. That's weird. Why would you do this to yourself? Ugh. You've like lost sight of something, right? Yeah, that you want to look like this other and person that's young. not you. Anyway, Ooh. she should have been confronted on the. See, this is why we need Jerry Springer. <laughs> Someone would have confronted her on this. Yeah, but she still would do her thing. You yeah. know what I mean? What are you going to do? It's like, uh, what's it called? Um, dysmorphia, right? Something's it's body dysmorphia. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, when these two groups would come together, they would, they'd have these really loud confrontations. And then somebody from the audience would be like, fight, fight, fight. Yeah. And they'd fucking start tearing each other's hair out. And they had to be pulled apart. It was mayhem, but everybody like, fucking did they, loved it. Like, did, did the producers tell these guys, like, we want you to get in a fist fight? That's or what we don't know. We don't really know. Yeah. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. So the show received substantial ratings and a lot of attention. And by 1998, it was beating the Oprah Winfrey show in many cities and was reaching more than 6.7 million Jesus. viewers. 
My dad used to watch it. Listen to this. He did? Yeah. He loves Jerry, Judy. Oh, oh, God. He's my best friend. (laughs) So in April 2015, how about this? April 2015, (sighs) Springer debuted the Jerry Springer podcast. Jerry. Jerry, you son of a bitch. Why are you moving in on my shit? Jerry. Wait, what year did he do that? 2015. Oh, well, okay. He was ahead ahead of his time. (gasps) Um, Okay. But on January, I'm sorry, July 26, 2018, Jerry Springer aired its final episode, 2018. Wow. In, uh, in syndication after 27 seasons before it began airing reruns on the CW in September 2018. So he, of course, goes on to host a lot of shows. He was one of the earlier hosts of America's Got Talent. He hosted a show called he Judge. He was? Yeah. He, also, he hosted a show called Judge Jerry. You know, none of these were what? very successful. Nothing was as successful oh. as the Jerry Springer show, which he I made mean, tons of fucking money. I wonder, like, if it's in syndication, like, he was probably still making oh, that. He was making He was making that loads. cherry, yeah. cherry money, right. money. So fucking much money. <laughs> so, um, like you said, finally here at the end, like you said, you're like, didn't we cover him before? And I thought the same thing. And then I was like, why do I? So I looked it up and on episode six, um, we had an episode called throw a chair. <laughs> oh, do you remember yes. that? Okay. okay. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what, why <laughs> this came up and why it was probably one of my favorite. Uh, it's one of the best lines we've ever heard on the podcast is what Jerry said in this hearing. So, um, in the nineties, uh, Edward Burke, who was a Chicago alderman oh, in Chicago yes. where the show was filmed. Yes. This he is coming held, back to me. Yeah, he held oh, here. He, he was very corrupt, like for decades and decades as a Chicago alderman, as as hap, as what you know, as what happens there. Um, but he held hearings in an effort to shut down the Jerry Springer show because it was filmed in Chicago. And Springer testified, and of course, like I said, had the best line ever. So in April 1999, Roman Catholic priest and activist Michael Fleger, pastor of St. Sabina Parish in Chicago's Auburn Gresham neighborhood, wrote a letter to Chicago Police Superintendent Terry Hillard complaining of the glorification of violence on the Jerry Springer show. So Burke showed about 10 minutes of clips from the show at April, on the April 28th, 1999 meeting of the City Council's Police and Fire Committee. Oh. And convinced aldermen to invite, under threat of subpoena, show host Jerry Springer (laughs) to testify under oath as to whether the violence on the show was genuine or scripted. Oh, dang. I don't remember. But so if scripted, if it was scripted, Burke proposed to show, to force the show to obtain a city entertainment license. Uh. And if genuine, Burke proposed that the off-duty Chicago policemen providing security at the show arrest figure fighting guests on the set. Oh, why do you care? Why does he care? Well, everybody's Leave got, people alone. He wants everybody to be to behave themselves. Oh my meanwhile, God. he's fucking forking money. Yeah. I mean, taking money and shit. I mean, come on. Give me a break. Yeah, he's corrupt and he's telling people they're not they're not behaving well on TV. Bitch. So the hearing attracted more than 21 television news crews from around the country, including Court TV, MSNBC, Fox News, a film crew from the Jerry Springer show, and dozens of print reporters and about 75 of Springer's fans wow. who were probably like, Jerry, Oh my Jerry. God. So <laughs> Burke, Burke led the questioning of Springer. None of the aldermen asked Springer if the violence was staged until more than an hour into the three-hour hearing. Springer's an attorney, so yeah, he's he going to know how to spin Honey, this. the whole time. He never answered it. 
Ooh. He never answered. Cool. Springer, you, Springer, a former Cincinnati council member and mayor, spent most of his time sparring with Burke and handled the inquiry. From the 19, I'm going to read this directly from the 1999 uh, New York Times article by Bruce Weber. He said, "Quote: At one point, Alderman Burton Natteris accused Mr. Springer of accepting the invitation to speak only to boost his audience. <laughs> Duh! And he said, "Quote: I think you are here. Just I think you are just a bunch of sacrimonious buffoons." End quote. <laughs> but when he tried to continue, Miss Tillman silenced him. She was another alderman. And she's and Mr. Natteris responded by yelling, why do you interrupt me, Dorothy? I don't interrupt you when you're asking questions, end quote. And at that point, Mr. Springer leaned into his microphone and said, throw a chair at him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what they I do on the show. I forgot about that. I love it. Throw a chair. Ooh, I love, this makes me love him now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jerry. Let's do so And he, wasn't it, I think it was prostate cancer. So I, so it's, uh, the silent he passed killer. away, um, yes, on Thursday, yeah. uh, April 27th at 79 years old, a spokesman for the spokesperson for the Jerry, for his family said that he had been diagnosed with pancreatic cancer a few months before his death. So it was oh very fast. God. Yeah. That, I mean, uh, that's what they, uh, they call it the silent killer. Cause it's mm. like, it goes very undetected. You don't know until typically it's like yeah. way too late. Yeah. It's a shame. 79 is good. That's a good. It's a good age, but still, but still. I know. I know. I'm not, I just hate these freaking cancer deaths. You know what I mean? Like it's such bullshit. Yeah. I mean, Tina, Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Oh, Jerry. Jerry Springer. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jerry. I mean. I'm going to watch an episode. Oh my God. I'm going to watch an episode in honor of Jerry. Yeah. I might show my kids. I might say, you want to know what my, uh, you know, our youth was like? Let's watch an episode of Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I highly enjoyed it. Oh, my God. I haven't seen one in so yeah. long. I mean, I know people watch wrestling, and that's not real. So, oh, like, what's no. the difference? Yeah. Who I cares? Mean, Even if it is staged, like, at this yeah, point, who it's cares? I can deal with that. I can deal with that. You know? People, man. I know. People still want that attention. But it also is a level of like, you know, we're humans. We have to be like, who am I above? Right? Like, at least I saw, I'm not them. Like, you'd watch it and you'd be like, God damn, this, pro- this family's got real problems. <laughs> I, saw, I thought I my saw, family was bad. These people are fucked. I saw a recent <laughs> clip on uh, TikTok or, or Instagram reels or something. And it was of uh, Ricky Lake. Girl, I'm and into it was, Ricky Lake. And it was she a, looks good. It was a Ricky, but it, from back in the day. Oh, oh. And it was from her, from her talk show. Yes, yes, days. yes, yes. And I laugh so hard oh. because it's these two girls. Yeah. It's these two. Do you know what the clip I'm talking no, about? No, It's these two teenage girls from like, uh, oh God, they're from like some suburb, right? Yeah. But they're like, goth. We're in, no, no, oh. they're in a gang. <laughs> white girls? It's these two white girls with like bandanas <laughs> on their head. And they're like, yeah, like we're in a gang, you know, and the people in the audience, like, where do you live? And like, they say the place and everyone gets basically laughs at them. And Ricky Lake is like, no, this is serious. Why are you in this gang? And it's like, these girls ain't in no gang. Yeah. I loved it when it was like, it would be like a working class blue collar dad. And he's pissed off about his son. And they open up the door and like the smoke comes out and the sun comes out and he's like, 
white face with the black lines. Oh, like yeah. he's all gothed out. He's wearing the gloves with black nails and he's uh. like walking out and he's, he's like, what's the big deal, dad? His dad's so fucking humiliating. <laughs> why, why are they on this talk show? I don't know. Why, are, why would he go uh. on this talk show? And also like, how did, yeah, what, how did they find him? Do, pe- do these producers like go in the mall and they're like, this kid's weird. Like, yeah, maybe, like maybe his parents are like, what the fuck? <laughs> Or maybe the kid writes in I like, pray I'm for God. the day. I pray for the day that my son or daughter come out with like white face and black. I'd be like, you look so fucking cool. Yeah, like, like, oh, I I like do so you, do you, do yeah. whatever you want. Oh my God. So oh my God. I'm going to have to say this quietly yet to end the show. But like last night, my daughter was on a, like a group call, oh. like a video call. And she was going to show them a tour of our house or something. And I'm like, are these kids going to break into my fucking house later on? But okay. So she's showing them a tour and she's like, and I go, oh. Cause I knew what she was doing. And I came out of the kitchen and I was like, show them the podcast stuff. And she's like, no mom. And she's like throwing the phone around. She's like, don't do it. Don't. And I was like, so she goes, well, here's where my mom makes her podcast. And I hear this boy go, what? Your mom's got a podcast. And I was like, and she goes, I'm not going to tell them. That. I'm not promoting you. And she like ran away. I was like, this is some bullshit. The was, youth. Yeah. Your mom's got a pug. I was like, oh, I was so cool for like two seconds. Two seconds. That's hey, all I got to take it. Hey, hey, hey. My, me and my pimple. I'd be my, walking up like, hey, what's up, cool kids? Like, I'd be my, one of them. I'd be like, look at my pimple too. I wish that I could be like the cool kids. Oh, I love oh. that song. So my son had his, uh, you know, dance. Yeah. And this morning I was like, oh, oh. I said, are you going to be like, hey, girl, come dance with me? And he was like, no. What? Is he going to dance though at all? Yeah. And I was like, he's like, no. he goes, do you even know what middle school is? <laughs> and I was like, oh, what? And he goes, you know, we're going to eat pizza. I go, oh, Ooh. are you going to be like, hey, yeah. come get a slice of pizza with me. Let's be cheesy together. Yeah. And he was like, leave me alone. <laughs> Tina. I love torturing. Oh, it's no. fun. It's the greatest. It's like, and like, because he thinks, you know, obviously I'm not being serious. And yeah. I, I mean, I was dancing down the hallway yeah. and he was just like staring <laughs> at me like, I'm a lunatic. I wonder <laughs> if he'll dance at all. Do you think he'll get know. up and do a little like shuffle? I don't know. I don't know. I just love every moment of this. Yes. I love every, I feel like, and I'm reliving so much of, I, listen, I liked this age I liked being in high school like I was I did I did all of it well I didn't so you know my parents were a little strict and I never got to go to like oh right right dances and stuff so um was your brother allowed to go to dances he never really went and then you know I went to my senior prom and that was like the only one it was like all these rules were attached to it but um you know, so with my son, I'm like, you got, there's a dance coming up, you're going. And he's yeah. like, oh, uh, and I'm like, just ask your friends. And then he's yes. like, oh yeah, they're going. Okay, yes. then go. You know, like yeah. I, I just want him, yeah. you know, encourage him, just go, just have fun, go on the trips, go do the things, like just go do it all and, and, and have fun. It goes yeah. by she so wasn't going to go to her dance, her eighth grade dance that's coming up in June, I guess. And, you're and like, I was like, can you're you going. find out? Yeah, yeah like ask. Go. And of course they had tickets and I was like, what yeah. is the deal? Yeah. At the same thing, like he was just like, oh, I don't know if anyone's going. I'm like, ask someone and i'm sure somebody is going yeah i had so. i loved school dances oh yeah. didn't you do, oh well you i didn't went to one. Yeah. <laughs> my senior went i'm to so my, sorry i was like I went to my senior it in. yeah i went to my senior prom um on the condition that my brother had oh. to come with us you to get him a ticket well we were both in the same year because he like so uh way back like I'm, I graduated like a year, or, like I started early. Oh, whatever. So we ended up from first grade on where we were in the same grade. Oh my god, I didn't together. know that. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, shit. Yeah, we're like Irish twins. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. So, because um, I'm an October birthday, and really I should have been a year behind. Okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. wasn't. And I kind of wish that I would have been, because I think I was a little too young, like when mm. I finished school. Because I was like 16, all of, like most of senior, you know what I mean? Jesus. Like, I was younger. I was too young. Or 16, I was just turning God, 17. This makes your story about like everything. everything else yeah. so much more. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, so I went with this guy, Brian, who was super cute. <gasps> of course but, he was. Um, I'm sure I could draw a picture and know exactly what it looks like. <laughs> no, actually. No. No, he was like blonde. I was like into blonde boys then. <laughs> but anyway, so we go and um, my brother had to, you know, come with us. And, you know, my, my dad was like, like, when does it end? You have to be as soon as it's oh over, you have to God. be there. And, you know, it ends at like 11 o'clock or whatever. Yeah. So my brother was like, oh, no, it ends at like five, six in the morning. <gasps> And he was like, oh, and he's like, yeah, we stay at the school. It's like a whole thing. And then um, we, you know, we get there oh, and my brother's cool. like, where are you going to be? See you. And like, what? he did his thing. I did Hot. my thing. And then like, he picked me up at some party later. Oh my and, God. Big yeah. brother points, yeah. man. Yeah. It was very nice. That was very nice. Very nice. Oh my God. Yeah. So. Also, your dad, doesn't he have enough uh, Judge Judy to watch? Why is he going to be involved in this? My, oh, I got to, I'll save it for, I'm going to save it for a Patreon. I got need the to funniest. Make a, we need to do a Yeah, Patreon. I got a funny story uh, about a really angry Italian dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for it. I don't know if I told it before, so we'll see. All right. Well. Lady. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm literally, I don't know how much Irish cream, am I, what is it, I, there's no way I'm drunk, but like, I'm just saying, as you're talking, I'm watching the thing go on the recording, like, what is, I'm spacing out. Yeah, but we're going, so, bye. 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 If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.